Hey, this is Jay Edwards. You guys are listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to another show right here on Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Hey, Troy, where can they find us? Yeah, they can get us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We even have a YouTube channel out there, Howie. And the rarely used Twitter. We did start <laughs> off using Twitter pretty often, but uh, we've, we've yeah. you know, cut back on that a little bit, but it's still there. And if you want to email us, you can do that as well. You can email me, staytunedtnh at gmail.com, or you can email Howie, staytunedhowie at gmail.com. So it's about all I have, Howie. You have anything to add to that? Well, you know what, Troy? Uh, I just want to just let the listeners know to just keep listening. You know, not only listen, but like, share, follow, and subscribe to everything that we put out there, whether it's social media or just our simple podcasts. You know, just, just listen, guys. Enjoy. Happy New Year's, everyone. And uh, I know it's a little bit late. In fact, as we record, it's uh, January 10th, uh, and you'll even get it later than that. But hey, it's still 2024, and uh, and this is the first time we've been back, and uh, it's good to be back, Troy. It is. Yeah, there's 356 days left in the year yet, so <laughs> still plenty of time here in 2024. That's yeah, right. It's been, it's been a while since you heard from us. Uh, you know, we, we've been kind of... I don't know, regathering our thoughts, trying to get this show uh, mm-hmm. back up and running, maybe to a place where we're, we're um, I don't know. We, we kicked this around last year, and I think we even talked about it the last time we recorded, actually, Howie, is that I believe you know, so. we're, we're trying to, to, to figure out where we want to go with this. Do we want to do it weekly yet? Do we want to go bi-weekly? Do we even want to go longer than that? And this one here happens to be longer than that, actually. Um, yeah. But um, we'll just kind of see where things go at this point. We're still kind of playing it out. We did not go away. Mm-hmm. We're still here. Howie yep. and I are still cool with each other. There's no hard feelings anywhere. <laughs> Nothing like that happened. Uh, at least fine. for now, right? I was going to say, as of today, <laughs> there might be some hard feelings as the Steelers and Bills play. Um, but, but as of right now, everything's okay. Um, yeah. So um, today we're coming back, and we have um, uh, is it Mike, Mike Choppa, a magician. And uh, yeah. he, he does a little card trick here with us at the end. You'll need four cards, mm-hmm. and those four cards will not be usable again after this. So please have your four cards ready. Make sure they're not great cards and follow be along. Be okay with tri- destroying them, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> and and follow along as best as you can with the instructions, and hopefully you'll have the result that Mike had and not the result that Howie had. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but a uh, but re- really cool guy with a cool story. And, uh, I mean, we could have gotten into his, um, you know, trying out for America's Got Talent, um, but that's maybe another day. Yeah, uh, there, was a, there was a hiccup along the road there. Yeah. He didn't quite make it, I mean, and you'll find out why when you, when you hear it. Yeah, exactly. Story. Yeah, major hiccup, and it had nothing to do with uh, Magic Mike the screen play. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. as as we say in the interview coming up, this is the original Magic Mike, and that's uh, right. He, he even told us. I don't know if this was during the recording. I think it was that that he actually had the uh, the website magicmike.com dot com yes. for the longest time. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about that. that. I know, I know, uh, but uh, but yeah, really good guy, and uh, you know, he was uh, he was pretty much on the uh, mainstream in regards to magicians. You know, he came from Vegas and everything. So, yeah, um, yeah cool story. I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, all, what's up? This is Brian from Data Monster Customs. Are you looking for that unique gift for your spouse, sibling? child boss or anyone for every occasion well we do one-of-a-kind personalized figures 
Check us out on Instagram at DataMonster, that's D-A-D-D-A-M-O-N-S-T-E-R, or just put DataMonster into the Google machine and check out everything we can do for you. Once again, this is Brian for DataMonster Customs. All right, and welcome to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie, and we have another special guest here on board. Uh, he goes by Michael Chapa or Mike Chapa. Uh, I'm not quite sure which one you prefer, Mike, but uh, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, normally, no matter what people start calling me, they always wind up calling me Magic Mike. So if that's <laughs> okay. easy for you, you're able to do that as well. You okay. Uh, Magic Mike, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, here's a, a, a funny little story. Uh, originally... Uh, many years ago, I had MagicMike.com, the oh, domain, oh. for years. And this was prior to the movies and all of that. And so after a while, I said, oh, I think I've outgrown Magic Mike. I want to be more debonair. I want to be, you know, have a different image. And so I just let it expire, you know, oh, for yeah. nothing. And got a new domain name, and about five or seven years later, all of a sudden, Magic Mike is the new thing. And I probably could have sold that for who knows how much oh to them. But God. I was going to anyway, say easily thousands. Yeah. Uh. So I, I always say I'm, I'm the. I call myself the real Magic Mike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, my could you imagine? Even if you would just, I don't know how much it was costing you a year, but even if you would have just hung on to that for, you know, that five to seven years or whatever, they would they would have offered you probably millions for that. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yep. So, so if this, uh, depending on how the show goes, if it doesn't go so well, I'll dance if I have to. <laughs> you know what? Um, I'm holding on for Howie Mandel to contact me one day. So don't worry. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. So, uh, but, uh, but no, obviously we call you Magic Mike, uh, because you're a magician. And, uh, and how long have you been, uh, a magician, so to speak. When did you get interested and when did you officially start uh, entertaining people? I got interested when I was about 12 years old. My brother, uh, he's eight years older than I am. And so pretty much whatever he did in life, I followed suit just because he was the older brother. Mm -hmm. And so one day he was about 20, 21 years old. He came home and uh, my recollection is he was in the army at the time and met someone who did some magic came home uh, oh. i believe his is a little bit different but the but the story is basically the same he came home did a little magic trick for us and he made my parents and i stand in the kitchen and he stood in the living room and he did his trick uh and i couldn't believe it i was like sal how did you do that and that was what piqued my interest in fact he still does magic uh he is in Asheville, ohio Okay. And he still practices, he still performs, and this, because I always do it, I have to show, this is the first trick I've ever seen. Okay. Uh. And it is this. He came, he had this little silk, and he did this with it, and he's just pushing it into his fist. Yep. And he goes, and he shows his hands empty, and then he <laughs> points up in the air, and he grabs, and then he reached in, and he pulled the the silk back out and he put it away back in his wow. pocket. And that was the first trick that I really probably ever even saw in my life. And okay. that's what sold me. And that's how I got started. And so wow. I still perform that every now and then in his honor. And he probably yeah, still does it better than I do. <laughs> well, I mean, it looked pretty good to me. I didn't see anything. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I, I, I know I've been watching a lot of magic in the, in the recent years, uh, specifically like on America's Got Talent and things like that. And uh, it always amazes me. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, some people are like, yeah, that's not magic. That's just, you know, you, you've made a deal with the devil or something, um, oh. you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it always it always amazes me, you know, like um, how people do things, you know, obviously the hands quicker, you know, the hand eye sure. coordination and all that stuff. Um, but how do you like how do you get to the point where you're perfecting that kind of stuff? Practice. <laughs> uh, you know, it's one of those things that I say to people, anyone can do it now, according to your shtick and your personality and those kind of things that sure. probably determines more than anything and your ability to market. 
that determines how far you'll go. But if mm-hmm. you just want to learn magic as a hobby for some fun to perform for your friends or you're going out and you want to do something – Anybody can learn it, but it takes a whole lot more practice than most people would think. I run into people all the time. Oh, show me that card trick. Like, show you that card trick. It's going to take you five years to learn the slights, and then you're going to have to. So it's it's practice, but it's certainly very doable. It's like learning an instrument. Okay. I mean, that that, that brings up an interesting thought to my mind. Um, You said, you know, show me that card trick. What is kind of the the rule or the... the, um, what's the word, the, the creed of magicians per se as mm. to giving away their tricks and who, who they'll tell their, their tricks to. Well, you know, a lot of that's changed with YouTube and other video platforms. Uh, it used to be, you would never give a secret away. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, only to another magician. Now you can turn on YouTube and watch any 12 year old kid pick up a deck of cards and fumble it around. And, you know, the bad news about that for magicians is that it does expose lots of secrets. Sure. Sure. The good news for magicians is that they do it so poorly, (laughs) a professional magician could turn around and do that same card trick to you 10 minutes later, and you wouldn't recognize it as you would say, how how did you do that? Even though you just watched the how to, but it looks so different. So, there's really good news and bad news to that, but it's supposed to be very secret. Um, certainly the effects that you've created yourself, you want to keep secret for as long as possible or sure. give mm-hmm. very few people um, you know, the okay, the go-ahead to perform your, your magic in, in public. But yeah, without, without the secrets, I guess it's not quite as exciting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, even, even, and, and you just kind of even uh, told that right there, like, even when you know what the trick is or what, what, how your eyes are being deceived, you still try to look for it and sometimes you still don't even see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 So, which is interesting that, that magic is really the only art that you try to hide your expertise. Sure. If, you know, if you're a singer, you want to sing in public. And if, if you're a juggler, you want to juggle great in public. But if you're a magician, you don't want to look like you're doing anything. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, you want it. It's magic. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you just want to, you just want to be like the Harry Potters of the world and just wave the wand yeah. and uh, make it happen. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, man. So other than Magic Mike or your brother, who do you consider the uh, the best overall magician out there, uh, both from uh, an entertainment standpoint and from an actual magic showing? Boy, that's a really hard question, only because the magicians that I think are the best are not at all the most well-known. No. Sure. Yeah, it's okay. Sure. No, that makes sense. I, I kind of figured that because – you know, everybody's going to say the Copperfields, the Houdinis, the, you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of fun stuff. But Yeah, you'll hear David Copperfield, you'll hear Chris Angel. Yep. Um, and uh, while David Copperfield is good, he's not what he once was, but he's a okay. tremendous, excellent magician. Uh, so I tend to go with guys who you've probably never heard of who have gotten fame in magic circles and have done shows in Las Vegas and other places, but wouldn't be household names. I can tell you who is not popular. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you'd like to hear that. Sure. uh, Yeah, I'd be interested in hearing that. uh, Generally, Chris Angel is not very well respected among magicians. Oh, really? That's uh, uh, and why yeah. is that? Well, he typically he was famous for his TV show, and at the moment, I don't even remember the name of his TV show. Oh, yeah, that's the uh, one where uh, he was. Uh, wasn't he showing his how he was doing it? Oh, no. I'm thinking of another show. Uh, then was, was it called Mind Freak or something like that? Mind Freak. Yes, yeah. that was it. Very good. Yeah. And ah. so much of that was what people would say oh camera tricks oh you've got to do the trick a thousand times to get the right camera angle and all of that and so when he moved from mind freak 
on TV to the show, uh, he really couldn't reproduce very well the same effect on stage. Sure. Uh, at least to a lot of people's eyes. And certainly the public reviews told that story. Um, so he is, uh, yeah, he's, he's, while he's made a fortune in magic, he is certainly not. In fact, most times we'll go up to each other as magicians and say, hey, let me show you a new trick I, I came up with. It, it, it's so easy, Chris Angel could. It's so easy, Chris Angel could do it. <laughs> and so, so Chris, if you're watching, I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's, it's pretty well known. I mean, guys yeah. like David Copperfield, you know, he could do magic for you all day long. Uh, yeah, you know, he's just... the one that um, he was on like talk shows, like Swallowing Nails or something like that. Was that was that the guy? Yeah, he did a lot of like bizarre magic for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, stapled his, you know, he, he sewed his mouth shut and like, um, was that the one where he, he, I forget what he did. He, he swallowed nails, sewed his mouth shut. And then I, I we pulled him out of his nose or something. Like that. <laughs> was that what it was? That, that could be, I, I don't know. I was never, I've never really been a big fan of his, so I couldn't tell you. In fact, I've not watched a lot of at least not much of a lot of the magicians out there. Um, I'd mm-hmm. rather perform than than watch them. Sure. Sure. Um, you know, a lot of, as I say, a lot of it is very personal, and it's your personality. There's a fellow out in Las Vegas, Mike Hammer, who mm-hmm. is at the Four Queens, and he has, I think, one of the best shows going. He is funny. He's a comedy magician. His magic is solid, mm. but it's not... He's not making a living on his magic. He's making a living on his personality. He's sort of like the Don Rickles of magic. Yeah, I was going to say he sounds like a stand-up routine mixed with magic. Yeah, so, you know, he has... Yeah, you can see him on YouTube. He's very guarded with how much of it you uh, how much you can see of him though. You'll only get snippets of him, but you'll get a taste of what he's like. I've been to his show many, 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 many times. Um... You know, we were friends for a good number of years, and he's just uh, he's just great. So that's awesome. You know, he's one of my favorites. This guy's like Rocco Solano, who was just a great technical magician. Mm-hmm. If you get, ever get to see him again, you wouldn't hear of him a lot, but he sure. is just a spectacular magician. Um, a fellow named Daryl, who has now passed away a number of years ago, but he was just a spectacular magician. Um, so you won't hear from me a lot of the David Blaines of the world. You won't hear David Blaine and David Copperfield and Chris Angel and, and those kind of folks. Okay. Uh, what, what did you, like, um, some of these bigger names that you were talking about, The you know, you always get the ones with they bring the lady on the stage or your assistant and you saw her in half. And Do you do that type of magic stuff or are you mostly just the, the sleight of hand stuff? Uh, yeah, I'm mostly uh, close up or w- what's known in magic as parlor magic, okay. which is a smaller audience, not the 500 or 600 or 1,000 seat theaters, um, maybe anywhere from 140 people on down to a very intimate audience. So yeah, that's always been my forte. Uh, recently, I have changed things up to do to present magic in more of a mind reading type of uh, sense. Oh. And so uh, it's uh, I'm putting something together, putting a show together, been working hard at it, but it's a very slow process to put something completely new together. But it is uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be quite quite interesting. So where do you get to test these things uh, uh, out then? Uh, well, good question. You know, right now, uh, I just test them out mostly locally. And so okay. what I've been doing uh, is shows for churches, shows for groups, shows for, um, you know, organizations that are looking for entertainment that, you know, and I'm, I'm willing at this point, while I polish things up, I'm willing to work pretty inexpensively. Okay. Um, because every time I do a show, I'm doing five or six new tricks or five or six new effects. And I want to keep 
seeing what the audience reaction is, how mm-hmm. I felt, did it really match my personality? That's the only way you can get feedback. You know, in, in Las Vegas, it was very easy because they have something called Monday's Dark, which is uh, most of the shows are dark on Monday. And so all the entertainers have their own show for each other. Oh, gotcha. And oh. you try out new jokes if you're a comedian, a new magic trick if you're a magician, a new song if you're a singer. And okay. so we get to try lots of new material. Around here, there's not much of that. There's not really even many open mic nights, which are normally very popular. Wow, yeah. But they just don't seem to have them. So no. the only way I can do it now is to grab quick audiences when I can, just through word of mouth, and try to tighten things up as I go. Okay. <clears throat> now, we did kind of jump ahead, and I think that was my fault. We asked kind of what you got, what got you into magic. You said your your older brother, um, and you said that that first trick with the uh, the silk mm. through the hand and then showing up out of the other hand. Um, is that that's the first trick that you saw? Is that also the first trick that you learned then as well? Yes, it is. Wow. Yes. So, oh, with, yes. Was that from him? Did you learn that from him? No, he never showed me how to do it. <laughs> I had to learn it from another magician. In fact, there was a magic shop about, oh, I don't know, 10 or 15 miles from where I lived. I grew up in Albany, New York. Okay. okay. And the fellow who owned that magic shop did the same trick when I went in there. <laughs> that's probably and where he so learned that's, it. <laughs> yeah, right. But probably, yes, it probably is. And but but that's uh, so that's where I learned it. But yeah, and I still do it. And the method is still very useful today for things other than vanishing a silk. Yeah. And so when did you decide like you you really were going to pursue this as far as putting on shows and such? Like, is this is this um, your main form of income or is this just a side hustle? Yeah, no, it's been my main form of income for close to 40 years oh wow oh wow <laughs> uh, yeah I, I decided to uh do it for a living once i found out i didn't like uh working for a living i guess yeah. when i <laughs> and, and that really is true um you know going to in college i everybody was having a part-time job and they were making i don't even know probably to something 235 an hour sure and mm-hmm. i had i found a restaurant uh, who paid me 25 dollars in cash and a 25 dollar gift certificate and it was kind of a high-end restaurant a 25 dollar okay. gift certificate for two hours of close-up magic going around from table to table wow so of course you know what 19 year old kid or or uh, needs a $25 gift certificate to a high-end restaurant. So I took my $25 <laughs> in cash, sold my $25 gift certificate to somebody who was having dinner. I sold it to them for $15. Sure. And I walked out with 40 bucks. And nice. I said, wow, this is kind of for me. And then afterwards, <laughs> after, yeah, that was only two hours. But but uh, so then after college, uh, worked a little bit. And I said, you know, I'd really like to try the magic thing um more seriously and i did Mm -hmm. and initially i was just working restaurants uh found a few local restaurants that said yep we will pay you and if you make some tips that's great add that to your kitty and i would just go around to two or three different restaurants every week for several hours each week and that's how it started so it kind of forced you, it forced you to be a good entertainer because that's the only way you were going to make that extra money is, you know, earn yeah. their respect and get those tips. Yeah, it did. And it, and it also forced you to learn lots of new magic because you would have regulars to come in to see you. And so after you did mm-hmm. your first, you know, five or 10 really A tricks, why, what do you do after that? So you, every week you had to have one or two new things to show the regulars. Okay. Uh, big, and, then, was, and that's that's funny you say that because I was a big professional wrestler follower. I, I would, I would follow a lot of I was just going to say, what, yeah. Troy? Yeah, yeah, you, you missed that part of my life, Howie. I'm sorry about that. No, I would follow professional wrestling a lot. And back in the old old times, everybody had a territory. So it was the same type of thing. Like these wrestlers were all mm. going around to the same cities every day. Like 
Mondays were a certain day. Tuesdays were a certain day. So you had to change your act up and your matches up and stuff like that so that people weren't sick of the same old matches. Same thing with your magicians there. If you're in a local area and you're getting the same audience every week, you got it. you're forced to change your act up and to add mm-hmm. more stuff to your repertoire. Yes, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and and it works, and, and it's, it's you know, getting better under fire. You find out what doesn't work. You find out what works. You find out where you need sure. practice because there's nothing like doing magic for intoxicated people because they got no problem <laughs> telling you, I saw that. He put yeah. it, you know, and, and even though so they probably you didn't. have to get good. <laughs> yeah, even though they may not have, but, but you can sort of feel when they really did. Yeah. You know, it's a yeah. – they present it in a different way. You know, there's people who say they did to show off for their friends. And then there's people who really caught you and you know they caught you. And so, you know, they can be relentless. So you better get really good or move on sure. to a different trade. Yeah. And uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say from there, I moved on to the, the, if you want to call it the big money, the big money for a little guy in magic for the unheard of person is mm-hmm. in trade shows. Oh. Um, so trade show company or, or a company who is in a, a large trade show, they have a trade show exhibit booth. They're trying to gather people to their, a crowd to their trade show exhibit booth. And so they hire entertainers or models or whatever it is that they may be. So sometimes sure. there's, they play games at their booth. So that's where the good money is. And I had a, I got into it in a very unique way, and I'm very proud, I guess, of the way because I tell the story a lot. Mm-hmm. Kind of proud of my idea of how I did it. This was back really before the internet was such a big thing. I don't even know if it was maybe barely around. And you had to go to the library, and there was all I remember is it was this big blue book, and it had companies all lots of the major trade shows listed in it with the companies who were in it the previous year mm-hmm. and so i would cold call through that book and i get hung up on and hung up on and hung up on i said this is not working so one day i saw an ad a classified ad and it said we'll teach you the promotional product business for 99 dollars. send you everything well the promotional mm-hmm. product business that's what they hand out right all the imprinted items the pens and the mugs and the silly putty and all of that the balls i said i got an idea so i did it it worked i made a couple of orders uh, for myself and i started calling up these companies who did multiple trade shows throughout a year it took me forever to make that list and i would call up and i would say hi i have a promotional product company i know you do multiple trade shows if you order i will beat anybody's price no matter what it is that you buy, if you order $3,000 or more from me, you will get a free magician at your trade show exhibit booth. <laughs> and so I paid for my uh, – because out of $3,000, I would get about $1,200 or so of profit for myself. Yeah. Airfare wasn't very expensive back then. Hotels weren't very expensive back then. I would be able to do set up my own travel for about six or $700 with food, still make four or $500. And get the exposure. After I after I did about six of those, I didn't need to do that anymore. I got rid of the promotional product business, and it just worked on its own. Uh, and I, but, but <laughs> oh my I gosh. just was so happy and so clever. Yeah. And that's what determines to me in magic who really does well and who doesn't. Mm. Because everybody's a good magician. There are guys who are technically so much better than I am, but yeah. they can't get a good, a decent gig or they, uh, you have to be really, in my estimation, you have to be at least as good or a better marketer than magician. Mm, and so that was yeah. kind of my, my strength. I am a, I'm a good magician, but my strength has always really been in the marketing. Yeah. Wow. So, so yeah, go ahead, Troy. Okay. You sure? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Okay. You, you mentioned about, you know, being in front of, uh, you know, drunks at the restaurant or whatever, or maybe you don't consider yourself the, the greatest magician, that type of thing. So can you kind of tell us what maybe one of your biggest blunders was and, uh, if you know, how that turned out for you? Well, 
you know, I, this always comes to mind and it wasn't a blunder and it, it actually worked out okay. But one okay. of the best lessons that I ever had was I was working uh, just a couple of nights uh, at a uh, like a nightclub slash bar. And for some reason, they wanted to try out a magician on their stage in between bands and things sure. like that. And so, you know, I was early on in my career and if sure. you offered me money, I'm doing magic. <laughs> so I go there and I'm up on their little, you know, makeshift wooden stage and I'm getting ready to do a card trick. And I call a girl up on stage and I didn't realize that how probably drunk she was. <laughs> and but she seemed kind of nice and pleasant. And, I'm, you know, I'm really examining the crowd before that to make sure I pick the right person because I know lots of things could go wrong with it in this kind of crowd. I fan the cards and I say, here you go. Pick a card, any card. And she just like lightning fast. She was like a cat. She grabs <laughs> the whole deck out of my hand, throws it up in the air and goes. What? And I look up and the cards are coming down like rain. <laughs> you know, and there's the deck of cards. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> But fortunately, I did have another deck in my yeah. back pocket. Uh, it was for a different trick, but I did have a, a, another deck. And so yeah. I, I picked someone else. I kind of <laughs> laughed and made a joke of it and said, wow, that's great. Give her a hand and got her to sit back down, brought somebody up. So it worked out OK. Yeah, but it was. Those are the things that train you, though, to be ready for anything sure. and to always True. have a backup plan. Uh, you know, those kind of things, because it shockingly, those things happen. Take, people take a card and rip it up on you. And that's the card that they were supposed to pick. And you had everything, set up, uh, and, you know, for something special. And it's like, now what do I do? You know, yeah. o- only once or twice can I remember, particularly in Las Vegas, only once or twice can I remember a trick really, truly went wrong mm. and there was no recovering from it. And I would say, and, and luckily it was not a stage performance. These were close up to a table of like seven or eight people. And I had do, done a, a number of really good things that they loved. And all of a sudden I realized I just totally messed this up. And I said, um, I messed this up. And they're like, <laughs> they wouldn't believe me. No, well, come on. Where is it? Where's the card? Is it under my drink? Is it in my pocket? I'm like, no, really. I, it's not coming back. I don't know where yeah. it is. So, um, but that's, you know, that's the nature yeah, of the Yeah, it's kind of interesting, though. Then. It's kind of interesting because you're, you're very, you, you kind of are very dependent on your audience uh, when it comes to your success. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, not only from a showing up standpoint, but from an actual being entertained. And, and if they're not entertained, then your, your show, your showmanship isn't going to be as good as, as you would like it to be. So. Yeah, and you're dependent on your audience in the fact that, you know, when you ask them to do something, you're hoping that they do it the way you ask them to do. Mm-hmm. And I like to kind of push the envelope a little bit, if you will, meaning I like to have them handle the cards, handle the coins, handle the stuff, which most magicians don't want to do because obviously things can go wrong. Sure. Right. But my thinking is, if you don't take risks, well, then you're just doing what everybody else does. That's right. Yeah. So if you really want to have good reaction, and if you really want to be remembered, take some risks. And, and then if they fail, then back off and do the solid stuff that you know you can do. So you still leave them with a nice time. And, you, you know, mm-hmm. but, but aside from that, I, I'm a risk taker and I do things that other magicians just wouldn't do with an yeah. audience. Do you find yourself getting heckled by kids the most? Oh, yeah. I, I, I've only done two kids' uh, magic shows in my life, and they were both just disasters. Yeah. Uh, I am the world's worst kids' magician. I refuse every and all kids' shows. <laughs> um, it, it just seems like they're always looking for something to poke, right? Well, they are, and they're usually right, because <laughs> I can... <laughs> I can do something for you, you know, a simple trick, make a, you know, uh, I, I have a cough drop here. Sure. Okay. Uh, it, you know, I, I can take it and, and put it in that hand and give it a little squeeze and toss it up in the air and it's gone. And you say, oh, huh, that's cool. 
No, a kid, little kid's going to say, wait a minute, it's in the other hand. You must have dropped it somewhere. It's up your sleeve. It's over here. <laughs> they, they don't have enough experience to think that, oh, if he goes like that, it must be going into that hand. And when right. I close my hand, you guys think, well, it must be in there. You know, you have assumptions that you make in life because you've seen things thousands upon thousands of times and they're always like that. Sure. Mm -hmm. Kids don't have those same assumptions. That makes sense. And so they want answers, and often, the, and and their eyesight is better than ours. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ah, um, good point. So it's really true, and they're just very. And I have never had kids, ah. so I don't have the experience of controlling. I'm really good at controlling uh, a bunch of drunk tourists. <laughs> you know, audience control I, audience management with a bunch of drunk tourists i'm your guy um yeah. controlling nine eight-year-olds i run for my life i can't do it mm -hmm. <laughs> now you you had mentioned before we started recording uh that you know part of your story and and your and your um you know your routine and such has to do with uh, what you encountered in life, you know, as far as a setback and so forth. Uh, would you be okay with sharing what happened? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I uh, wound up performing in Las Vegas. And so oh. I've been out there many, many times for trade shows and for, you know, little bits and pieces, but lots mm -hmm. of trade shows, lots of corporate conventions. I finally got a casino gig out there, and I'm going to leave their name out of it just because of the story. They probably wouldn't love to be <laughs> attached be to anything with. that. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, I think, yeah, they, they, I'm, I'm getting an idea that they're okay, but, um, you know, this was a number of years ago now. So, mm -hmm. so we'll see. But anyway, uh, so I had a regular gig out there uh, for about four years. But prior to that, I got myself in a bit of trouble uh, in life, and I was out there, and the gig that was promised had delays, and the delays went from, you know, a month or two delay to six months delay to eight months delay to nine months delay, and, excuse me, and so uh, money ran out. <laughs> yeah. And so I started thinking, well, you know... Everybody knew me out there, all the magicians and, and all of that mm -hmm. type of thing. And so rather than go and say, you know what, hey, I'm broke right now. Um, can I borrow $10,000, $5,000, you know, whatever it is to get me through until this gig starts? I didn't. Sure. And I came up with a bit of a story of, hey, give me, and I'm just going to give you the bare bones, but it's basically give me the money. And I'll give you a better return. Oh, it's going to be this investment oh, gotcha. type of a thing. Of course, the investment didn't. The what it was completely fictitious. Sure. And so, anyway, um, there was one person. So I, I finally started the gig, started making money, able to pay. You know, just say, hey, pay it back. This didn't work out. Sorry. Here's your money back. Mm -hmm. However, there was one, a person who um, that really didn't connect with that didn't happen i probably didn't try hard enough um this was nine nine years ago now okay and now i've been working at the casino for four years doing really well and all of a sudden one day at the pretty much i guess it was at the beginning of covid okay okay i get a knock at the door at my house and I, you know, I look out and I see two police officers and I open up the door and say, hello, you know, and that yeah. was the start of the nightmare. Now I caused the nightmare, of course, sure. uh, originally, but that was, but it doesn't make it any less of a nightmare. So then sure. I was uh, in Las Vegas, uh, arrested in the county jail without a, the ability to contact anyone because my phone uh, it was first thing in the morning this happened. I didn't charge my phone overnight. Oh, oh, when I got to the Clark County Jail, they said to me, here, you can call three people or get three numbers off your phone. I fired yeah. up my phone and it went whoop, whoop. Uh, <laughs> oh. And so I didn't know anyone's 
so that was a, a nightmare. It was the beginning of COVID. So I wound up uh, spending more time in Nevada County Jail waiting to come to Pennsylvania because they weren't allowing, it was a state of emergency and they weren't allowing anyone in or out mm. of the state. So yeah. there okay. was no extradition. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and they wouldn't, one state wouldn't go into another state's facility to, you know. So I wound up getting sentenced to one to three years in Pennsylvania, spent nine months in jail only, you know, I say only, I mean, nine months in jail. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, of course, in that time period, the time that I wasn't able to contact anyone, everything that I owned was gone. Um, uh. Magic, a collection of magic from my whole life, practically, oh um, just gone. Well, I rented a house, and, of course, it was like four months before I could yeah, doing it, and they said, "Oh, we kept it three months, and now it's gone. You know, it's all gone. We threw clothes. I mean, computers, uh, everything a person could own, basically mm-hmm. just gone." Oh so, my gosh! And so I came. You couldn't uh, contact anybody. Couldn't contact anyone. I couldn't contact my brother and say, "Hey, can you, you know, take care of this? Can you call them? Can you help? You know, whatever." Can you get the stuff Finally, out of my house? Uh, my yeah. brother. <laughs> yeah. It's cra- finally my brother tracked me down, uh, but it took him months because it wasn't uncommon for us not to talk for weeks or, or sure. at times. And sometimes sure. we talk every night and sometimes we wouldn't talk for a month. And the last place he was expecting that I would be would be in jail. Sure. So it, it took a long time. And he's, you know, he was in his 70s. And so he, you know, uh, Certainly computer savvy enough, but not like for mm-hmm. thinking of those types of things. And and uh, so anyway, so that's kind of what happened. I uh, I came uh, when I when I uh, got out of jail after nine months. Of course, I have no family and friends in Pennsylvania whatsoever. I know absolutely no one. In fact, I've never even seen the person who filed the charges. I I've ne- I wouldn't know them. I know their name, hmm. but I never saw them. All my court dates were done by video from Nevada. Because okay. of COVID. <clears throat> because of COVID. And I'd actu- I actually never met him. He was friend of a friend who wound up wiring me money. So it kind of got bigger because people knew me and trusted me as this mm-hmm. pretty good magician in, in magician circles. And so, you know... Uh, so, but anyway, so that was that one person and, uh, got out, had nowhere to go. I mean, uh, so they, I could have gone to my brother's house, but he's in Asheville, Ohio in a very tiny, small community. Sure. Like, well, you know, I'd rather stay in Pennsylvania for now. And so I wound up going to Wernersville, Pennsylvania wow. into what they call the, uh, Wernersville Community Correction Center, which is really like a type of a halfway type of house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's for people who who just didn't have any place to go, you know, didn't have any money when you got out of mm-hmm. jail. And so you can stay there. I mean, you're free. I mean, I can I could move out anytime I wanted and got an apartment or or something like that. But I've been there for a while now, and I have to say, um, it it works for me. Um, it it sure. really does in in a whole number of ways. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't stay there forever. I'll be I'll be leaving in months. Oh, okay. Um, so you know, so because I, I yeah yeah I was just gonna say so this life lesson um, you know that you encountered and that you got involved in how are you incorporating this to make you a better person in the uh, magician world. Well, you know, uh, magician world or not, and I'm not even sure what I'm going to be doing in the future with all of that. Um, but now I, I've been personally, I've been a Christian for 30 years. Obviously, mm-hmm. there was a time where I was not as good a one as I should have been sure. uh, because it put me in the position that I'm in right now. But uh, having said that, when I got out, of when I was getting ready to be released from jail and wound up in Warnersville, you know, 
lots of people who were being released at the same time. Oh, what are you going to do? First thing you're going to do. Oh, I'm going to get a steak dinner. Oh, I'm going to find a girl and have fun. Oh, I'm going to, I said, I'm going to go find a church, Hmm. you know, a good church to get involved in because pretty much the only thing I did for my nine months in Pennsylvania and my nine months or 10 months or whatever it was in Nevada waiting to come to Pennsylvania was study and be really self-motivated um, almost never without my Bible. I had Bible studies going myself that I started because it was mostly during COVID and there were no, mm-hmm. nothing, no chaplains. Right. There was no nothing. And so uh, that's what I did the second day, found a church, and uh, it has been just a tremendous blessing to me. I'm a big part of it. Uh, it's uh, Calvary Bible Fellowship Church is the is the name of it. And the pastors have been great to me. The people have been great to me. Um, I'm, you know, as I say, I'm extremely involved. So that's that's one. Well, the biggest part is is that. But I also sure. got involved. You know, I joined the YMCA and uh, work out six days a week, and uh, you know, have a great time. So I have uh, lots of connections now in the community. Yeah. And uh, I probably at this point would. When I first came to Warnersville, I said, there is no way I'm staying in Warnersville. <laughs> I don't like the weather. I don't like the place. I don't know where yeah. it is. <clears throat> I, uh, and, uh, you know, as soon as I can get back to Vegas, that's what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. I'm going to start to try to see what damage there was done. I mean, I had a five days after I was selected for America's Got Talent, I was arrested. Oh, so, wow. oh, wow. So I didn't know you uh, were even on that or you were going to well, be on I, that I, show. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, there were so many things we were that that I had going at the time. And now, as time has gone by, I am not nearly so driven. I mean, part of that drive to get back to Vegas and start a show was... I'll show them, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do it. I'll show them that I can come back and do the same thing. And now I've really lost that. Now I'm not saying I wouldn't ever go back, but if I, if I did, it would be a completely different gig and a completely different show. And I may just do some things around here or start doing some trade shows again. But yeah, so that's uh, it was it was certainly a shocker. I'll tell you that the first three months in jail oh, was. What am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You never thought you'd put yourself in that position, huh? Like that's. I mean, no. I mean, um, you know, you were you were never a troublemaker. Uh, like that was you, you just got came across a hard no, time. No, I mean, and... I, I've, you know, people typically, I'm so, you know, not the typical inmate when i was there you know mm-hmm. i i've never I, I mean i shot a gun i think once in my life and my <laughs> brother likes gun you know he's got a concealed carry permit and all of that i shot a gun once in my life i never cared for drugs never yeah no problem with that never had a big problem with no problem with drinking nothing so i was just the antipathy like just the opposite mm-hmm. complete opposite of what you so, but, but magic did help me there as well because Good. everybody liked magic. He got, got a deck of cards and I was a popular yeah. guy. I can imagine. Well, I can imagine you were probably a lot of entertainment for the inmates in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. In fact, before I, before I left Nevada to go to Pennsylvania, I put on a big stand up show. We had probably 150 people in this dorm and they all came and all the correction officers came and, they all watched a 40 minute show. <laughs> so, well, speaking of uh, a deck of cards, um, you had mentioned that uh, we were possibly going to do a little bit of a magic show um, where the audience can actually get involved. And, uh, and you had a great idea to uh, kind of preface um, advertising for when this show is uh, going to be dropped to let people know that, hey, you might want to have a deck of cards with you. That way you can also do this magic show along with uh, uh, us as we do it. So um, tell me more about this uh, this actual trick that you 
want us to do here? It, it, it's something that uh, you, for number one, you only need four cards. It can be okay. any four cards of your choosing. So, so I can I can people, pick four now. Sure. Yep. You pick. You can okay. pick them at random, or you can pick your four favorite cards that, for some reason, you kind of like. And I'm going to do the same thing. I actually put four cards aside just in case we did this. These are my okay. four. It could be any four. It really means absolutely nothing. Now, okay. this is not so much a trick uh, as it is. Uh, this is going to determine whether you and everyone who does this is lucky is in love mm. for the next week. Now we're only going to do it for the next week. So okay. if this works out and it's going to be really completely random when you see this, um, lots could go wrong and it may <laughs> with us even. It okay. May, it may with us. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it really is going to determine whether or not you are going to be lucky in love for the next week. So the also, folks who are watching this, I was just going to say. Um, also, we should throw out the um, that you we are going to damage these cards, so don't do it to any good cards you have laying around. <laughs> right. Yes, excellent, very good tip there. Yes, these cards <laughs> are going to not be able to be used again after you do this. All mm -hmm. right. So, Howie. So, do I show you the cards that I have? Doesn't matter. Nope, you don't need okay. to. Okay. All right. So I have four cards. Okay. Excellent. And all we're going to just start out by just mix them up any way you want so that okay. I don't know the order. You don't know the order. I don't really know what cards you have. So okay. we're just mixing them up. And then you're going to take them and cut the cards. So you're going to have some in each hand. I'm just kind of demonstrating in case people don't know what a cut is. You're going to cut them. You're going to bring some from the top down to the bottom. And that's all you're going to do. Okay. So just cut them Got in it. half and yep. Yep. Just cut them in half. All right. Now you're going to take them and fold them in half. All four okay. at once. If you can see that, okay. you're just going to fold them right in half and really press down and crimp them there. Make that because, crease. Yep. And make that crease back and forth. Okay. Because... Oops. Let me just... Got them good there? I think so. All right. All right. You're going to take them. Uh -huh. Two fingers here and a thumb. Two fingers here and a thumb. And you're just going to rip them oh. right down. So let's see you do that. Rip them down. And then yep. put one stack. You're going to be putting one stack on top of the other. Doesn't matter which way, but one stack okay. goes on top of the other. All right. And now you've got a little a little pack just like that. Let me see your little pack. That's very good. All right. All right. Now we're going to do this again. We're going to cut them anywhere you'd like, just like we did before. Put some from the top. Put it okay. onto the bottom. All right. All right. Now we're going to take three cards, so fan them out a little bit here. You're going okay. to fan them out. Take three cards, three pieces from the top, three pieces from the top. Put it anywhere you want in the middle, anywhere in the middle-ish. doesn't have to be okay. exactly the middle, wherever you want, just as long as so there's a card uh, on top and on the bottom. So right. three pieces and, on and the one, top. Three pieces from the top and put them in the middle. All right. <laughs> Did that. Boom. This could be a miracle if it <laughs> an actual miracle if it works. Um, now, uh, oh, you know what we should have done? Let's take a t let's take the top piece, the top one. Uh -huh. Don't look at it, but just take that top piece and put it in your pocket or put it on your table or whatever it is your desk there. All right, just stick I have it a aside. hoodie here, so it's in my hoodie pocket. Okay, that's perfect. And now uh, you can take three more pieces from the top. And do it again. Just take those three pieces from the top, uh -huh. stick them somewhere in the center. Right. Stick them somewhere in the center. Okay. Take Did. another take another top piece, uh -huh. put that somewhere in the center. <laughs> All right. I have no idea where we're going with this, so this should be interesting. Now, probably neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> this is... 
this this is why we edit things because not yeah, right. Oh uh, no, okay. <laughs> no. Uh, now, now spread them again a little bit. The cards, if take one piece off the top and hold it. If you are extremely lucky in love in your life, hold on to that. Just take one. If and keep it in your hand. Keep it in your hand. Okay. If if you are only moderately lucky in love, take a second one and hold it with the first one. Okay. And if you are and and if you are not lucky at all, take all take three from the top. You take the top three okay. in this hand. Does that make sense? So what do you uh, have? Yeah, I don't want to get in trouble with my wife, so I'm just keeping <laughs> with her. That's okay. I've got three, but you have one. Just take it and toss that right away. Just the throw one? it right over your head there. Just throw yeah, it just throw it right away. All right. That's perfect. <laughs> All right. Now, here we we're going to we're doing this for a week. We're just having you're gonna be lucky in love or not lucky for a week. So make it a, a nice little square stack. Get rid of that okay. fan. Take All the right. very top one. Uh-huh. And with me, put it on the bottom. Put it on the okay. bottom and count and say, and say Monday. And then the Monday? next card is going to be, yes, Tuesday for the next card. So I'm taking it and putting it on the bottom? Yes, yes. All right, so and Tuesday. And the next card goes underneath Wednesday. Wednesday. Thursday. Thursday. Friday. Friday. Saturday. Saturday. And Sunday. Sunday. All right. And now the last part, you're going to take the top card, put it underneath and say, she loves me. She loves me. Throw the next one away. She loves me not. <laughs> she loves me not. <laughs> she loves me. She loves me. That and put it underneath. on the bottom. Yep. Yep. And the next one, she loves me not. She loves me not. She loves me. She loves, she me, loves not. me. She loves me not. How many you got left in your hand? I got three. Because <laughs> I only have so, one. But keep on going. Right, so keep underneath, going she loves me. Yep. She loves so me. underneath, she loves me. She loves me and not. She loves me not. And then one more time. She loves me. Yep. And then she loves yes. me not. All right. Yes. What? You got one left? Yep. Take the card from your pocket. I can't imagine this is going to work. But here we go. Let <laughs> I me, will be let amazed. Me, let me turn mine over first to show you. Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. I've got it Oh, back. wow. All right. Here's mine. At least, oh, you're not <laughs> at all. But well, you got it right. I've got a good week. I should have done it. I should have counted 365 times instead of only seven. So I could have been lucky for a whole year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, right. Oh. Well, I am hoping, I am hoping that the folks that uh, are doing it, that are going to be watching this podcast yeah. uh, will hopefully be, will we'll have a little bit smoother ride and we'll have, uh, be lucky in love for that week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so I guess you I guess I should call my lawyer and start getting the divorce papers signed, right? <laughs> well, well, it's only, it's only a week. week. That's right. Oh, it's yeah. only so, a week. Okay. So because of that, let me just real quick do this. Do one quick little thing that this is yeah, the first trick I always do for everybody. Yeah. It's a $2 bill trick. And I always say, if you had a $2 bill, would you spend it or save it? Do you spend them or save them, these $2 bills? Oh, I save them. Yeah, I would you save, save them, it as see, well. So do I. So if that's all I had to spend was a $2 bill, I would just take it and change it right into two singles. That way wow. I don't have to, I don't have to spend it. And then you take those two singles, you put them back together when you go home, give them a little fold, and you're right smack back in to that $2 bill just like that. And there, See, that's just plain evil. <laughs> that's right here. And it, <laughs> And it completely disappears. Anyway. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I'll tell you. I mean, honestly, I, I love magic. I just love the, you know, yeah, it is a lot of fun. And, um, like, I'll I'll be thinking of that all night. Like, how did you just change that $2 bill into two ones? And, um, and all I can think of is you're probably a warlock of some sort. 
<laughs> yeah, it just takes a little bit of practice. Yeah. Can I can I ask one other thing that was kind of, I was kind of wondering about before we let you go? You, sure. You say of you were in Vegas at the time the the uh, the the scheme happened and you got caught or whatever. Um, why did yeah. you? Was the person that charged you? Were they from Pennsylvania? Is that why you got sent to Pennsylvania? Yes. So you had yeah, no I, connection uh, with Pennsylvania at all before that. Nothing. Cor- correct. Oh wow! The only time I've been in Pennsylvania prior to that was, you know, I've, I've been in Philadelphia to do magic shows, Harrisburg, Lancaster, sure. Pittsburgh. Uh, sure. You know, but that's probably a good number of years. I think the last time. Yeah. So yeah. So Warnersville I, at, at this uh, at this community center type thing, and yeah, yes, like you just feel a connection and there I like now, it. and now that's you just <laughs> want to stay there, like. Well, here's here's what it is. It's it's not that I, I I like the place. I am thankful for the place. It's a blessing to be there. However, um, it it allows me to save some money again. It allows sure. me to mm-hmm. do some things that I wouldn't be able to do if I immediately went out and got an apartment. Sure. And so I'm able to have you know your some medical things taken care of um i'm able to you know lots of things like that build up uh some of the things i i need for magic sure um so there's just lots of positives and it and frankly it is a pretty good spot i mean the the director is there uh who is there really wants to help people assist them she's everything from a cheerleader um to you know, someone who will just sit down and, and talk you through things and, and, and give advice and help. And also sometimes has to do some of the things that, you know, maybe aren't pleasant for people. Yeah, but, uh, sure. but, but, but it's a, it's, it's a really, it's a good, good group. Now I'm not saying everybody sees it like that, but I certainly do. And the people that, you know, that I know, I try to let them know that's really mm-hmm. what that's, the truth that's really of it. cool that, you know, you, you found a connection to the area, though. Like, so, I mean, obviously, you're going to have to, like you said, you're going to have to be out of there within a few months. But you, you at, yeah. that, at this point, you think you're going to stay in the area, though? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. As I say, my connection with the church mm-hmm. um, is much stronger than I could have ever imagined that it would be. And mm-hmm. the people who are part of it. And, um, you know, that somehow has overcome the bad weather <laughs> well how long were you in albany until you went, went out to vegas that's true oh i i yeah oh i've seen plenty of bad weather in albany yeah, I mean, I yeah, so and, you're kind of you know, used to it a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah and i mean i traveled now i had i was fortunate to travel a lot and so i was lots of times in nice weather places but still came back to albany that was my home base for many many years i didn't like it then <laughs> uh, I, didn't <laughs> I liked albany albany was fine yeah. like the weather part and so you know i just uh don't like it but you know there's there's things that can be done about that and still uh, still mm-hmm. maintain a residence yeah. and yeah. and most of my time around this area yeah exactly yeah you just you know you set up your travel dates during the winter and that way you don't have to deal with the the bad stuff when <laughs> yeah you got it you got it so we are speaking to the original magic mike and uh um magic mike um now you had told us that you know there's a couple ways to contact you via email or even uh, an 800 number um did you want to share that um right now as we speak sure I, i've always maintained my same 800, 800 number that's the one thing that has uh, remained the same so okay. if you would want to get a hold of me uh that's probably the easiest and quickest it is 800-259-9109 mm-hmm. okay. and uh email address Email address is magicmikesmind at gmail.com. Okay, and that's Mike with an S at the end. Yes. Okay. All right, awesome. Thank you for sharing your story. I appreciate that. That was, uh, wow. I mean, that that takes a lot of uh, guts to uh, talk about that. And, um, yeah, and I'm glad that you're making yourself a better person as a result of all that. Yeah, it's uh, it, it it really. As I say, if if and I say this so often, that if you could erase all of this and put me back into 
Las Vegas and never having missed a beat or be where I am right now, I would pick being where I am right now. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it has completely made me a, a, a better person. It has completely given me a different outlook on life. I'm around positive people. And, um, you know, back to really who I was for so many years, years ago. But sometimes success, especially in a place like Las Vegas, can, you know, yeah. do some things to you that uh, yeah. that you're not always really conscious of. Yeah, I'm sure and there's so, a lot of um, traps abs- and uh, bad things out there in Vegas you can get caught up in. Yeah, I mean, it's a great spot, and I would have no problem if I did go back there. Like, I, I have no, you know, oh, don't go there. It's, you know... No, it's mm-hmm. not a bad spot, but th- there are temptations and there are things sure. that can, you know, be done there. But sure. yeah, I am I am absolutely content and and happy and perfectly, uh, you know, looking forward to things mm-hmm. I do. And I, and I get to help some people where I live, you know, and uh, yeah. we have a whole contingent, in fact, from the halfway house who come down to Calvary Church on Sundays. So, oh, uh, nice. Yeah, so so there's a lot of opportunity to to you know help mm-hmm. and. Well, if you did have to repeat anything and go back in history and do it all over again, at least charge your phone up next time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> amen. That's great. That is a, that is a lesson that I didn't think about. Oh, man. <laughs> oh thanks, wow! Thanks again, Mike. Uh, you know, best wishes, and. Um, I'd like to, you know, I don't know if you do any shows in the area or like that. Do you have like any social media page or anywhere where we could see if you do have any shows coming up where we could see you or? Well, you know, I am going to, I really don't. I am going to start something and I'll make sure that I connect with you guys. Okay. Yeah, Uh, definitely. You know, and and if you'd like, I mean, I, I have some video of things that I'm doing now and all of that. So, you know, I'll make sure that you get some more information you know, on me and and keep up because that would be great. Uh, yeah, and you're an actual, and, and you're a perfect specimen to be on YouTube. I mean, <laughs> you know, so you might want to yeah, put some of that on there too. Yeah, you know, it's 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 possible. I know a lot of magicians uh, do a you know a lot of video TikTok and yes. different things mm-hmm. like that, different video platforms. I have not much delved into it, but but I could. I, I may okay. I can go to work. Yeah, I would think so. So, yeah. but yeah, thanks again, Mike. Uh, we appreciate your time, and uh, and we will definitely uh, uh, chat again. I'm sure. All right, Troy Howie, thank you so much. I really had fun and appreciate it. Pre- I appreciate no you problem. Too. Thank so you. This concludes our broadcast day. Click. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. We really hope you enjoyed the show. Please share, rate, review, all that fun stuff. Let your friends know you heard it right here on Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. And we'll see you next week. Until next week, stay tuned.